When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 195. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Mom Collective. I have a question. Are you overwhelmed with homeschooling right now? It's just the perfect time of year for kind of that overwhelm to start creeping in. You just made it through the holidays and now you're like, oh dear, I got to get back into homeschooling. It didn't go so well in the fall. Maybe you're a newish homeschool mom and you just really want a little bit of guidance, maybe a little help and structure and something to give you more confidence. Then the Homeschool Mom Collective is for you. What started as a monthly membership is now a year-long boot camp for homeschool moms, where we focus on one topic each month and implement a few simple steps to make our homeschooling more peaceful, effective, and enjoyable. We tackle everything from planning, choosing curriculum, and even things like getting our pantry and chore system in order. And best of all, the Homeschool Mom Collective is on sale until January 16th at midnight for 50% off. That means you can get simple yet effective homeschool help for just about $3 a month. Now, when I say that, it sounds completely crazy. It actually sounds too good to be true, but it's not. If you go to 41more.com forward slash collective and use the coupon code JAN23DEALS, you'll get 50% off and I will help you work through your whole homeschool year. Every month we'll tackle one small topic and get you on track. So go to 41more.com forward slash collective and use the code JAN23DEALS for 50% off. And remember that this offer ends on January 16th, 2023 at midnight. Welcome to episode 195. There are actually no show notes today because I just want you to go check out the collective and see what you think. We're going to talk about a perfect topic for January. And I've pulled some of this from the topics that we cover in the collective for this month of January, because it's a resetting time. Just naturally, I learned from Lisa Woodruff of Organized 365. We had her on the podcast back on episode 72. She talks a lot about just working with the natural energy you have at different times of the year, right? We all know how we feel when the school year begins. We're naturally energetic. We feel like we can tackle these new things. And then of course, come January, I mean, it takes a little bit of help maybe, especially if you're like me and you live in a Northern climate, you can sometimes feel like, nah, I just want to hunker down you know, all nice and warm by the fire with coffee. It's hard to really feel motivated. But I think once we put away, you know, the holiday decorations and stuff, we do kind of feel like, okay, 
Let's get going. Let's get going. Let's declutter. Let's organize. Let's, let's start fresh. And then of course, in the spring, again, you naturally feel that surge of energy where you want to open the windows, clean the house, start getting rid of school books and planning for the new year, you know, the new school year. So what I'm saying is it's good to go with those natural energy flows because you know that in February and March, you're not going to feel like tackling anything new. You know, that's normally uh, um, the middle of the winter blahs. You know how that is. So if you're feeling even a little bit motivated, just go ahead and jump in with some productivity. And especially today, we're just talking about resetting and getting some goals set. Now, we're homeschool moms. We know that when we make choices for this school year, we make them even maybe back last spring, things change. Curriculum doesn't work the way we thought. Our kids are at a different point than maybe we thought they'd be by now. Maybe they're, they're way further ahead or maybe they're struggling and we just need to figure out what worked, what didn't, and what little changes can we make to help our homeschooling and our homemaking just go a lot smoother. So if you're curious about what the Homeschool Mom Collective would bring to you, every month we tackle a um, timely subject. And in January, it is this kind of resetting and goal setting. And I walk you through how to do that. But on today's podcast, I just wanted to give you a few little tips and maybe share a goal that I'm going to make for myself and our homeschooling this year. So the problem that most of us have when we set goals is they're too generic. They're kind of like, well, you know, I want to improve... Um, like reading time in our homeschool, but it's so fluffy and generic. I don't know if I've met the goal. I don't know what I need to do every day to meet the goal. What's the deadline? Like, how can I track this? And it just doesn't make sense, right? We've all done this before where we go, okay, I want to eat healthy this year. But what does that mean on a daily basis? Does that mean you're cutting carbs? Does that mean you're counting calories? Does that mean you're not eating processed foods? Like, what does that mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Your goals can't be pie in the sky, you know, not specific enough. And and we all do this. We're not specific enough, maybe because then we don't feel bad if we don't meet those goals because we didn't really specify them enough. So when you're making goals, you've probably heard of the the letters SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And by using these letters, you can kind of keep yourself on track and set goals that you will actually be able to reach. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk on the podcast today about SMART goals. And I will give you a personal example so you can see what I mean. So my homeschooling, I'm at a totally different you know, point in my life than I was a decade ago. So I have five kids, two are now in college, two are in high school, and our fifth one is in fourth grade. So I feel like I have all these older kids, which I do, and then I feel like I have this big gap. I never homeschooled with big gaps. So my four oldest boys are within five years of each other from oldest to to the fourth boy. And so they were always this group of kids who did everything together. You know, K through eighth, we did 
almost every subject together, obviously, except math and language arts. But I mean, we did all our reading together, science, history, music, foreign language, Bible, you know, physical education. We did it at the YMCA together. Like everything was together. And so now that I have my youngest, I'm just not used to one child doing history. You know, I'm just not used to that. When I would sit down and do history, there'd be four kids at different, you know, pretty close ages and we would do it all together. So I think I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around this. Um, and it's, it's kind of thrown me off. The other thing is, um, you, if you heard my podcast last week where I mentioned my mom passed away right before Christmas. And so all fall we were, I was at her house an awful lot as she was walking through her cancer diagnosis and, you know, just declining through the several months in the fall. And it really threw me off through our homeschooling off, which is fine. I, you know, I don't regret a minute I spent with her, but I'm just saying it, it, there are things in life like that where, you know, when I set up my plan for the homeschool year, you know, in the spring last year, I didn't know that was on the horizon. So there is this need to be flexible, right? And so this is part of my need to reset now. I I feel like I kind of dropped the ball on some stuff. Some of it couldn't be helped, but now I want to pick up the pieces, start fresh and do a better job. So as you're looking back on the fall, can you identify, and there's two categories, right? So you could pick one. You could look at your homeschooling or you could look at your homemaking because we know as stay at home, a lot of us stay at home homeschool moms, if the homemaking is out of whack, it will also add stress to the homeschooling, right? So if your house is always a mess, if you're never able to get meals on the table, if the kids aren't helping with chores, if things are just out of whack that way, that's going to also make a stressful homeschool situation because you're homeschooling in your house, right? So if your house is a mess, it's going to affect your homeschooling. So go ahead and pick one of those categories. Are you going to focus right now on homeschooling or homemaking? And think about what worked, because we do want to say there were things that worked. We don't want to just beat ourselves up and say we were just a big failure. I'm sure there were things that worked, and that's also going to help you come up with some solutions. What worked really well? But then can you identify something that really drove you crazy? (laughs) So what didn't work? What was frustrating for you? What was frustrating for the kids or for your husband? Um, If it's in the homemaking, you know? Um, So what was it that you would say, yeah, that thing, that event, that subject, that household chore, whatever it is, that was really terrible. And then of course, think what did work well? What, What was smooth? What goals did we accomplish? Like, let's go ahead and celebrate that. Now, when we analyze what didn't work and what did work, Go ahead and feel through and see if you can write a solution for what changes you need to make. So here's my example. And then I'll tell you how to turn that into a SMART goal. Okay, so I already gave you my kind of background for the fall. But one thing when I look back that I'm like, yeah, I feel pitiful about this is that I'm not doing read alouds with my fourth grader like I did with her four brothers. When the four boys were growing up, I mean, we did so many read-alouds, you know, the Narnia books and Hardy Boys and all the classics. And I just, I read a lot because it was like, it was like they were in this cohort. I could do it at nighttime. I could do it during the day. And we made it through so many books. Then, like I said, with just this one younger child, I have a harder time. I I feel a little scatterbrained this fall really added to that, but I feel a little, it just, I don't know. It's not in my regular routine the way it was maybe with the boys. Um, Also, 
I feel like I've already read these books and then I'm realizing, well, I read them to her brothers, but she didn't hear them. So I need to reread those books again that I already read to the older kids. I actually need to reread it so that she gets that experience too. And so maybe that's part of my mental issue with actually hunkering down and getting it done. And then things always just seem busy when you have older kids and they're working and college kids home and this and that, like it's a different family dynamic than it used to be when I had all younger kids and we were all having the same bedtime and all doing the same kind of evening routines. And even homeschooling during the day was much more together than it is now. We're pretty scattered now. So that's my issue that really bothered me that I want to improve on. I want to do better with read alouds with my fourth grader. So how, okay, now that I've analyzed and I've said, okay, this is my, this is my issue. How do I make a smart goal of this? Because if all that I say is, oh, I need to do better at this. I need to, I need to do better at read alouds. I mean, that's kind of specific, but it's not specific enough. And I don't know if I'm going to meet it. Like I've not really been smart with my goal setting. So here's what the S stands for. I need to be specific. So instead of just saying, I'm going to do better with read alouds, what does that mean on a daily or weekly basis? Well, I think my specificity is going to be this. We're going to read one chapter per night, but I think I'm going to be, I'm going to make my, I'm going to give myself some grace because there's, you know, there's weekends, there's a time I might be out at night or, you know, things we just don't feel like reading, whatever. It's okay. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to try to do that four times a week. And if I do more, that's even better, but I'm going to give myself four times a week that I want to read a chapter per night with her. Now she's reading on her own during the day, but you know, read alouds are really good no matter the age of the kids. And it's a bonding time. And it's helpful for them to hear you with the vocabulary and reading well and stuff. So, I mean, she's still reading on her own, but I think as a read aloud, I'm going to try for one chapter per night and give myself grace and say, I'll do that four times a week. So that's the S in smart goals. I'm going to be specific. The M is for measurable or trackable. So she has a calendar in her room. I think I'm going to see if we can kind of put a little check mark in the box for the day we do it. And that way I can see if we're keeping up with that. And I'm pretty sure she's going to like this idea because she's going to want me to keep my, (laughs) keep my commitment here. So I think she's going to probably be the one to write the check marks and remind me if we haven't done enough that week. And then the A in SMART is for achievable and attainable. So, you know, if my goal, just say it was like, we're, I'm going to do, I'm going to read a hundred books to her this year. Well, if she was reading picture books, maybe, but not, I'm not reading a hundred chapter books this year. Like that's not achievable. It just isn't, you know, if you're decluttering your house and you say, I'm going to declutter the entire house in the next six months, that's not, that's not achievable and attainable either. So your goal has to make sense. You can't just have this crazy goal. That's that you're never going to be able to meet because that's super discouraging. So the A is achievable, unattainable. Okay. Check. It is the R in smart is for realistic. And it is realistic. This is why I didn't say I'm going to read a chapter every night, seven days a week without fail, because that's actually not realistic for me. You might say, I want to make home cooked meals every night of the week. And that might not be realistic to you for you either. Like it just depends, right? Or I'm going to clean, I'm going to do a deep clean of my house every single week. Maybe that's not going to happen. That might not be realistic. And so your goals need to make sense for you, your homeschool, your kids, your life, your house. Don't compare them to anyone else. We're all different. 
Some of you would be totally realistic to say, I'm going to stick to this every single night of the week and I'm not going to miss it. But for me, my season of life right now just isn't realistic. Finally, the T in SMART goals is for time bound, which is kind of talking about a deadline. So at some point you have to say, this can't just go on forever and ever. Like I'm going to hopefully achieve this in five years. Like you need to kind of have a deadline. So maybe I'll say like, I'm going to reevaluate in like two months and see how I'm going to do. And then if I need to change, change things up with my goals, that's good. You know, every, if you can do something for a month or two, you'll probably get into a habit and it won't be that hard to keep going. But I think I'll evaluate it probably around the end of February. So that's just one example that I walked you through about how you can set a SMART goal. And like I said, this could be with your homeschooling. It could be subject specific or kid specific or schedule and routine based. You know, what bothered you this year in the fall that you're like, you know what? We have to make a change. You got to spend some time thinking about it, but don't just stew on that discouragement. Think of some actionable strategies like making SMART goals, like I just walked you through, and write it down where you can say, okay, this is what we're going to try. And it's really baby steps, isn't it? None of the things I mentioned were hard or crazy or unrealistic. It's just simple. But because I took time to think it through and write it down, I'm more likely to follow through and actually do something. And like I said, maybe your homeschooling is great, but maybe it's more your homemaking and the cooking and the cleaning and the chores and all that. Maybe that's driving you crazy. So maybe your smart goal is going to have to do more with your homemaking and that's fine. But go ahead and figure out where you need to set some fresh goals this year and then see if it doesn't make a difference. Evaluate it at about you know, eight weeks from now and see how you're doing. So if you want more help, more step-by-step help, and like I said, in the collective, we walk through every month a different topic. So in the spring, we'll start talking about you know, um, planning for next homeschool year and how I do that with multiple kids and multiple ages, choosing curriculum, decluttering the house, fit, you know, working in the pantry, figuring out chore systems. Like we talk about something new every month. So if this sounds like something that would be really helpful to you as a homeschool mom, Definitely don't delay and get 50% off by January 16th uh, on the Homeschool Mom Collective when you use the coupon code JAN23DEALS. And you can find that at 41more.com forward slash collective. I'm so glad you joined us today and we will be back next week with a really practical solution for organizing digital resources. You know, if you're homeschooling, you have a million digital resources on your computer and I'm going to walk you through a really easy way to get them organized. So be sure to tune in next week for that episode. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.